imagine <laughs> Phil Spencer with his, with his clothes off or something. Oh, wonderful. Xbox on. Game on, baby. Wow! Let's do this. Hello and welcome to the Party Chat Podcast, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. I'm your host, our podfather, Ross Miller, and I'm joined by our MV Cheese. It's Reese. Hello. <laughs> and our favourite, un- no, wait a minute. Nope. The Queen of, no. Nope. Wait a minute. So, who are we joined by this week? Uh, Hello, I'm lucky number three. <laughs> Welcoming the debut of Fenristics. Hello, Fen. Hello, Podfather. How the devil are you? I am doing very well. It's also weird to hear people call I me Podfather. I was just about to, <laughs> I was like stunned into silence. Like, wait, is that a thing? <laughs> it's a thing. Uh-huh. Uh, so... Basically, Clay is be doing Uncle Jesse things. As always. I think he's actually giving uh-huh. pre- presentations on fashion at the moment, according to his Instagram. Wow. Um, wow. He's basically 3D printing another Magneto mask, isn't he? Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> that is what he does. And... Karina is off doing playground game stuff because she's super important now and has forgotten all about us. <sighs> so, and you're away the next two weeks. I am, yeah. So I figured it would be a good time to get some new voices on the Party Chat podcast and let's see if any of them stick. So Finristics, tell us a little bit about yourself. I believe you're a mixer streamer, is that right? I am indeed. I uh, have been streaming on Mixer now for about eight months. And how are you finding the platform? You know, are you enjoying being on Mixer? I believe you came from Twitch beforehand, so is there a difference? Or I did. I did come from Twitch. I came over originally on the recommendation of a friend who suggested it would be easier for growth uh, and actually found that the FTL side of it, the faster than light stuff, uh, fitted what I was trying to do with a, a more interactive show better than anything Twitch had to offer at the time, although I believe they have some sort of FTL now over there. Uh, and since then, they have officially converted me to an Xbox gamer. Well, exactly. Well. You're a, this is, you know, this is mm. the thing. This is one of the reasons why I wanted to get Finristics on here. We, you know, every week or every interview we do, we've basically got people that have had the Xbox One pretty much since day one. Okay? What I wanted to get someone on to chat about is the fact that Finristics only got his Xbox not long ago. And I'm officially a Christmas noob. Exactly. Ooh, and I've so, heard of you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very late in a generation as well. So, you know, what, what, throughout the podcast, I'll probably be referring to this and things. I want to know what it's like to be a new Xbox gamer, to have that back catalogue and Games Pass and everything else. Like, are you happy that you have an Xbox, Finn? Uh, yes, I think it was. I think it was definitely a wise choice, especially with Mixer being saturated with Xbox gamers. Um, I'm a big fan of Game Pass with it in general. You know, monthly subscription, and over Christmas, of course, they did the fifty percent off. So, what's that? One hundred and fifty plus games, or you know, so on for well, next to nothing for a yearly cost compared to PC, where we're now shelling out forty pounds a title every other week. Is, uh, is that where you came from, PC gaming, or did you play other consoles? As I well? did. I've, I, I own a PS4 and a Switch, although they're predominantly for my, you know, my family usage. No, man, uh, I've been a PC like gamer a since. Switch consoles, like, that's like the secondary, official, semi official secondary console of the pod whenever, uh, Ross isn't here. No, it's not. He doesn't like it's a, a Dreamcast. <laughs> it's a Dreamcast. Oh my. Oh my. Well, I, I came the from Switch. the days of Mega Drive. That was my first console. Ah. Uh, and then it got converted to PC around the time of Half-Life, if you remember that wonderful gem. I do. 20 years? Thank 20 you for that. Years? What? Yeah. No, no. That was like mm, the end of my high was. school. Don't do there that to go. me, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, sorry, please Wait. continue. You, yeah, go on. You, you had the PS4 on the Switch. I did. I had the PS4 on the Switch. I have PS4 solely for God of War. That's what sold that to me. And no other reason... 
but I found that the more I was going along with, the, particularly with PC gaming, finding people to play with, anything social was getting harder and harder. Uh, although Microsoft are obviously working on the Play Anywhere stuff, it's not quite at a level where there's enough titles to make it work. And the pressure was coming in from my social groups, my peers saying you should, you know, get on this Xbox hype. Uh, so here I am. I have an Xbox One S under my desk. I have one of these fancy Elite controllers with more flappy paddles than I can work. And uh, yeah, I've just figured out which bit not to lick to make it work. Fantastic. <laughs> I, I legit uh, took those flappy paddles off the second I got it and have never put them back on. <laughs> but, but how do you boost in Rocket League? Um, but, well, I don't even know what the boost button is. It's B. <laughs> This Rocket League news this week, Ross. You'd be excited to talk about that. Oh yeah, I, I, that is a hundred percent. And the, the the show notes, to be perfectly honest with you, these imaginary show notes that I make up every week. Yes, exactly. Um, but <laughs> but not with Finn, a couple of questions, okay? And, and mm-hmm. can I ask why you never pulled the trigger on an Xbox before? Was there no games that like tickled your fancy? Uh okay. So uh, a little bit of of realism from me here. I uh, predominantly am an FPS player. These days, I uh, come from a background of semi-professional Counter-Strike in 1.5, 1.6. So I've always stuck with FPS games. And one thing that the purist in me has always known is that you play FPS games on a keyboard and a mouse. Uh, it gives you more accuracy. It's much easier to deal with. Um, all the titles that I was familiar with were on, were on the, on the PC, you know, Half-Life, Counter-Strike, uh, then up to sort of Overwatch and games like that, which I know are available on the console. But playing an FPS game on a console with the auto-aim and everything else going on always felt slightly artificial. Mm-hmm. Uh, cue Red Dead Redemption. So I picked up Red Dead on my PlayStation as I was told it was a good game. And suddenly the idea of, of working uh, the, the, the triggers, the paddles, everything on the controller didn't feel quite so foreign to me, which I thought it would have done. Uh, so that was that was the real thing there. I was kind of nervous about a downgrading gameplay from you know, the heavy heavy precision of a PC to suddenly using a controller. And I found that it wasn't as heavy on the auto-aim and the auto-controlling stuff as I thought it was, which got me thinking maybe an Xbox might work. So I went around to my brother's house and I borrowed his and I said, you know, can we maybe have a go? And I embarrassed myself horrendously for around an hour, which still hasn't stopped, about two months on. <laughs> and... uh I, yeah, you look at you look at everything available here. You know, Game Pass is enormous. Yeah, it's absolutely enormous. So many, so many games to play. All highly yeah, recommended. Where, where do you even start? Um, you know, <laughs> well, where do you start? You know, where do you start? The recommended list, I suppose. Mm. Rocket League. Uh, yeah. Rocket League. Thieves, you tell me. Yeah. Sea of Thieves was my go-to oh. because I had several friends in the stream team and uh, and PC players that played it as well. Uh, I do still notice the advantage of a pc in gaming but i also like the what's what's the word i want the simplicity of gaming on a console i turn it on i put a disc in and voila with the exception of having to accept an invite off you ross for a game you know uh, everything works swimmingly <laughs> so basically to explain we we do a thing called siege sundays we are i turned into uncle jesse and every sunday night we, we all play siege as a group private matches and literally, what was it? Two and a half, three hours you took to accept an invite? Is that right? I, I mean, roughly twenty minutes, but let's go with that. <laughs> it, it was it was a hot minute. I've got to be honest. Okay. Uh, it's very obtuse from like a UA design perspective. Like, if you're playing, you get a pop up that says, you know, Ross has invited you to play Siege, and you're like, that's nice. What now? Like, if you don't know that you've got to hold the the big jewel down until the controller vibrates. Well, then you what what happened was i turned those off i i didn't realize i'd done oh, it oh you turned off notifications i i turned them off yeah because i was i was streaming i didn't want a bunch xbox has a lot of things that pop up on the screen yeah by default and uh, i obviously exactly with uh, real names as well which is something i didn't necessarily want not for my own protection necessarily as my name is is known but you know people that were joining me i didn't really want that um, so I turned all the notifications off and I didn't realize it, it, say I was to do that on my steam list, for example, uh, it, it would still have the notification there and saved. I could still go and use it, but on the Xbox, that wasn't the case. It just didn't show anything in the box. Uh, and it did take me a while to get it fixed actually. Uh, but yeah, now we have more flashing lights. That's good. <laughs> By the way, I do you can- wake the Xbox UI? 
I found it cumbersome to begin with, but now that I understand the icons, uh, I, I don't struggle with it. I, I know where things are supposed to go. Uh, but it is more icons than text-based in the initial, you know, when you're looking for yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also don't know if you know, but if you, you probably do, if you run the Xbox apps on Windows, it integrates fully into Windows. So your notifications actually come up in your Windows notification bar. That was another 20 minutes of work to find that little gem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanted to say, by the way, from a developer perspective, um, you mentioned that uh, modern-day shooters don't feel so wonky on Mm-hmm. console anymore and you said it doesn't feel like the auto aim is as strong as it used to be well that yeah that's actually false but it feels better and that's because uh one of the key like developments the core elements that fps games have been working on over the last 15 years is making shooters feel right on a console without like making auto aim feel like player skill and yeah, basically the game, that. like console games feature a ton of auto-aim that's invisible to the player. And uh, if, if you look in the dev tools, uh, they use quite a few different um, quite a few different systems to sort of make it feel good. And the most common is that, uh, for example, if you move your crosshairs next to someone, there'll be a little bit of magnetism. That will pull you. Yeah, the snap. Yeah, pull you towards them, or if you like aim down the sights, it'll like snap directly to them. Uh, some games like Halo add like a little bit of resistance. So if you if you pan like from le- the left of the screen to the right, and you pan directly over an enemy, just as your cursor passes them, your look speed will slow down just briefly uh, as you pass over them. So that will give you enough time to. Like return the stick from the full right to the center without overlooking, and there has, though there is rather uh, normally several cones of hitboxes where bullets become magnetic and they will curve. So if you miss a little bit, the bullet will, but you sort of think that you should have got the hit. The bullet will curve in intelligently and connect the hit anyway. Uh, and so if you play a shooter like a Bethesda game, which has zero auto-aim, it feels clunky and wrong and broken almost. Uh, but if you play something like Halo or Call of Duty, it feels smooth and simple and effective. And that's because they have these advanced uh, auto-aim techniques. Okay, I didn't even know that, if I'm honest. Reese, how the hell do you know that? I'm a games developer. Oh, Right, that's right. <laughs> well, no, actually, it's not just a secret. No, wait, like, you're on community. You're not a game developer. We've well, had this argument with Karina. True, true, you're right. <laughs> I, well, I, I work for a games development company, and I have worked for games development companies for the last half a decade. But, okay, so uh, it's not just a super secret insider thing that they talk about behind closed doors, the hashtag Illuminati type stuff. Uh there's actually a ton of really interesting documentaries, uh, uh, even am- from like amateur to pro, you can find on YouTube. In fact, one of the best, yeah. one of the best documentaries that you can see for free about how auto aim works in a video game is, I think, the making of Halo Reach, or it might be the making of Halo Four. It's either Four or Reach, but they go in depth in one of the little episodes about how they design their auto aim and how. Uh, like they even display like the developer debug mode where you can see the concentric circles of the different auto aim sensitivities and stuff like that. So uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll <laughs> include you know, link. My, my Discord cut out just as you said that, and all I heard was "Halo whore," right? And I was like, "Oh my god, Katana's fallen in really hard times." Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my>. <laughs> <laughs> or or Master Chief, you know. I'm not. I'm not judging. But uh, mm. anyway, wait, um, unlike Uncle Jesse and Delicious Cheese, Fenristics and I actually have history. Fen, would you like to explain <laughs> where we first met? Sure, if you're sure. This will uh, be good. I, I don't care. I, I <laughs> as, as previously explained, consider myself a live streamer. But for the last twelve years, I've paid my bills and fed my family by bouncing various nightclubs around the UK. I did a special event at a venue I've worked at for the last uh, decade, I suppose, now. And uh, 
I was given a warning on my radio that there was a large Scotsman with a slick back hair that was exceptionally drunk and was being plied with alcohol from all directions. And the other lad that was working with me couldn't carry him. So the radio call goes up in I go to find the lovely podfather, pretty much non-coherent at this point, carried the lovely gentleman outside with his declarations of love whispering in my ear like milk and honey, <laughs> and then spent the next 25 minutes listening to him tell me how he was actually sober because he was Scottish and everything was going to be fine. Uh-huh. And that, yeah, that's, so that was the first time we ever met. You met him, when you, you met him kicking him out of a bar. Basically carrying him. Car- yeah, well, yeah. 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 I threw him out of a nightclub. And do you know yeah. what's even funnier? As I went back to the same nightclub a year later a year for after. the same event, and he recognized me and just let me straight in. I did. <laughs> I did. Those, those, it's the Scottish proclamations of love that the, the sweet. <laughs> That's what it was. But you must um, point out that I did come and see you five or six times over the course of the night for a friendly chat. You must yes, have noticed. That, and I was very sober <laughs> this year. I was very sober fine. this year. You were. <laughs> no, you know, way. Like, believing that. <laughs> I was drinking the night before, and the next night you can't get drunk. Yeah, I two saw days how you behaved. Out with rare. Oh my god! <laughs> rare have never invited me back to their studios after that. <laughs> <laughs> Just shows that it's run by competent people. <laughs> so, do you have a gaming event in 2019? Would you like some entertainment? I am available for hire for free beer. <laughs> but anyway, look, we've been chatting for a little while, but let's find out what we have been playing this week. And I'm going to start with the lovely Finristics. Well, what have I done this week? I have done the Resident Evil 2 demo. I played that one. Did you guys play that one? I have, I've done it. What a wonderful experience that was. Uh, A full remake, though. A full remake, not a... A reimagining, would you say? Yeah, I would. I would. Not a remaster, not just a graphics overhaul. What an incredible experience. Uh, But one thing that was odd about it is they hearkened back to a timed demo, which is not something I've seen for quite a while. Uh, You know, know, 30 minutes. They did that for the original Resident Evil 2. Yeah, the original that must Resident be why. Evil Two demo had thirty minute timer. I remember. Well, that's what they gave it, and it was it was actually I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Uh, did you finish so it? I I did not. I got no. nowhere near it. I panicked when I was jumped on by uh, a jump scare. <laughs> I got that far by a drunk Scotsman. That, well, that um, would that was that's what it felt God, like. They're bringing back tofu mode. Did you see him at the end? What a wonderful what a wonderful reveal. <laughs> Yeah. Hunk and tofu. I was I nerd chills for days. Nerd chills for days. Uh, so I spent some time with Resident Evil. I also looked at last year the Nightmare, which is a uh, game similar to Dead by Daylight. Um, it needs a little bit of work, but I, I think the core's there as a you is know as a social a game. Uh, it is based in a school in nineteen ninety eight or ninety nine. I think ninety eight actually. Um, back so to all those like movies of that time sort of thing yeah exactly that yeah uh it was interesting the concept is is very interesting to me uh, on top of that i have of course been practicing uh siege and blackout my usual repertoire repertoire bro that might be the first what time someone you? said that word on this podcast i know he's, he's too posh for us <laughs> right i apologize <laughs> posh, the bouncer is the poshest guy yeah the i get hit in the head for my money how posh can i be a bound for the American friends. I don't know if they call them a bouncer. There was it a doorman. A doorman. No, it's a doorman in the UK. It's a bouncer in the. It's a bouncer in the rest of the world. Oh, is, it, is it a bouncer in America? I don't, I don't I, know. I'm officially a door supervisor. That's my Ooh. British title. <laughs> I supervise a <laughs> le doorway. <laughs> uh, interesting stat for you, um, Juicy Bussy on the subreddit posted. Over a million people played the Resident Evil Two demo on the first day. Only twenty nine percent of those playing actually finished it, and I bearing mean, in mind that this is a one shot demo, you can't go back and play it again. That's quite an amazing stat that oh. only twenty nine percent seen them. Apparently, the fastest completion was three minutes. Nice. So wow, bro. I mean, well, uh, SGDQ uh, summer game. No, no, not summer winter GDQ. Whatever that is that happens now, the game's done quick that they're doing right now is going on, and uh, that's definitely probably going to be on. Like after it is fully released, I would definitely presume it would be a great fit. It will be one of the games that they do because they, it's you know a classic reimagining. So they already have the Resi Two runs, 
So this will definitely be in there, I would say. Probably. Do you guys watch speedruns? Um, I'm not a big speedrun fan. If I want to know how to do things quick, I like watch runners or something yeah, like that. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm in awe of these guys. Like, watch like it's not like ninety percent glitches. Basically, no. I was going to say I, I prefer the ones that are done without yeah, glitches. You, you gotta watch I, but the, the focus required zero is insane. Runs. Like, for example, mm. you guys remember. Because we're all old, uh, Ninja Gaiden <laughs> on the yes. Ninja Gaiden Black on the Xbox. Like kids these days, never played. Kids these days talk about Dark Souls being hard, but Ninja Gaiden separated the boys from the men. That game is it certainly did seriously hard, and I doubt very many people managed to finish it. I did not, <laughs> not even close. I couldn't get past the second level. Um, I watched one of the. It was this, no, last year in the summer games done quick. Some dude absolutely destroyed the entire game in like an hour and a half. I just sat there watching him and there was no glitches, no nothing. He just had the entire level memorized back to front. And it was just like, wow, what a complete waste of humanity. But also, wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I can't look away. It's, It's incredible. But the first, the first speed run I saw was actually uh, Half Life. Oh, uh, the guy was using the stick on mines to jump over the walls. That was the first speed run Were I they ever saw. Jumping backwards? No, I, I bunny hopped the whole game because you could bunny hop them. Yep. Um, so he bunny hopped the whole game. Would put the limpet mines like stairs up the walls to go up and over, and you could because the levels were of course mostly linear. You could just cross over to the next area, you know. Yeah, there's some really good. But it's it's an incredible feat. Yeah, some really good speed runs of Quake. Uh, with grenade jumping and rocket jumping, yeah. finishing levels in like ten seconds. Wow! Wow! Yeah, it's crazy. But uh, sorry, I pulled us off on a tangent there. My bad. No, what, what have you been playing since you've been chatting? Me? Um, yeah. I have only been playing the usual Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. I passed <laughs> past three hundred and twenty hours. Big yikes! Uh, and just looking forward to that Witcher content. They just released some Assassin's Creed content, so you can like role play as Bayek. Feels a bit. Feels a bit weird, actually, but I'm definitely looking forward to the Witcher stuff that they add. I, I really hope, I really hope that at some point someone asks Geralt what he's doing, and he replies, <laughs> "Killing monsters," just like that. <laughs> that would be perfect. Uh, but okay, let, let me rephrase the question: Have you played anything that we haven't heard you talk about before? No, but I do want to quickly talk about Subnautica again because I finished it. Okay. And right. you guys were talking about things that are uh, like horror games that very few people have finished. Take a guess at the achievement percentage I got when I finished Subnautica. 1.2. 1.2? What about you, Fen? What do you think? I, I, let's go 10. I'll take a guess at 10. 0. 0.04%. Wow. Wow. I was like... That game's not for you, me. What, mate? Like, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Uh, I was, I was blown away. Like, it's just the, that's got to be the rarest achievement. It's got to be seen. up there. I mean, it's basically yeah. almost everyone who played that game just sort of dropped into the ocean, looked around, and were like, was like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> I got that. I got that bug where I couldn't <laughs> surface my my thing back into my base. Oh yeah, you and talked I had to about dismantle that. it and put it back, in, and it really put me off. Yeah, well, I only had one <laughs> uh, game breaking bug. That irritated me. I, f- I, I was, see, later on, uh, you get, it's a kind of a spoiler. So if you're afraid of mild spoilers, stay away. But there's a, a couple of vehicles you can get. And one of them is like a diving suit. It's called a prawn suit. And you can get a grappling hook for it. And if you're good with it, you can become Spider-Man, basically. And you can swing uh, through cave systems and stuff. But the game is not designed for the amount of speed that you can pick up. So you can travel faster than the game can load the engine. And I was traveling too fast and I fell straight through the floor because the ground hadn't loaded. And uh, I had only saved like an hour and a half ago. And I just slowly plummeted to my death while uttering every swear word I knew in every language I know. Uh, and <laughs> so, yeah, but that was the only game breaking bug for me. But I've heard so many stories from people who played it in early access and had something terrible happen, like you did, for example. Uh, but yeah. Luckily, that was the only. Uh, the only bug that I, that I really had, but honestly, 
really good game. Good story with a like a survival game with an actual beginning, middle, and end, and like it feels like a structured proper game. So uh, good job, guys. I'm looking forward to the sequel. Well, for me, uh, I have been doing the usual. Um, we got a win last week, didn't we, from Rustics on Black we Ops? Did. We did. We did. It was yeah. magnificent. <laughs> I should come along and ruin um, KDA. <laughs> I don't think you. I don't, I don't think it can happen. I think you can't go carried. lower than negative. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the game I want to talk about, I was sick for nearly, what, eight days. Um, and that's why I wasn't on last week's podcast. So, basically, I started to go through, like, games that I could pick up and put down. I, you know, it wasn't internet-based, it was just single-player. And one of the games that I picked up that I wanted to play for a while, as a lot of people know, I'm a, a UFC fan. I play all the UFC games. I always enjoy them. But I'd never played a Fight Night game. Okay. And Fight Night Champion is on EA Access, so I decided, you know what, I heard this has got a really, really good single-player mode. I'm going to give that a shot. Five and a half hours later, I finished the game with a massive smile on my face thinking that was brilliant. Can I just... Wow. Can I just, like, jump in? For those like myself who have, like, who have no idea, what's the difference between, like, UFC and Fight Night? Fight Night's boxing. So UFC's yeah, Uf- okay. cage fighting. Yeah. Yeah, so fight the the developers of Fight Night basically under EA get told go and make UFC games because it's a big market, Mm -hmm. and there hasn't been a boxing game a a good boxing game since. Um, I'm not a huge fan of boxing. I really like UFC, but I've never been that into boxing since for a lot of years. Um, But this game is a story mode based upon a young up and coming boxer, what usual, who actually goes to prison. And is boxing oh. in prison and then comes out and, and sort of basically returns to the ring as an older man. It's a brilliant story. You literally have to learn the mechanics with each fight. So it forces you to do things in each fight to, to learn the mechanic. Hmm. And then it has one of the hardest end bosses, if you want to say, that I've ever tried. Because you literally have to do everything that you've learned in the previous fights in the one fight. Okay. And it's so well executed. It's EA, so it's going to look good, regardless of the fact it's an older game. I had a brilliant time with it. I was so surprised. Something that I thought, well, you know, I'll give it a shot and see what I think. I absolutely loved. And I'm now firmly in the, actually, you know what? Forget about UFC games. Go back and make this. If you're going to make a story mode as good as this, then please go back and and bring this back, because it's really, really good fun. Kind of reminds me of when they released Mortal Kombat 9, and it had that absolutely killer story mode in it. I don't remember Mortal Kombat 9. They all sort of bleed into one for me. Oh, (laughs) but it was was like they basically revitalized the whole fighting genre by sort of introducing that really cool story mode. And then all the Injustice games started using that idea. Well, yeah. As you know, I'm not a fighting game fan. Yeah, it's true. But I, I got really into Injustice games. Mm. Like, I played Injustice 2, then went back to Injustice 1. Yeah, well... And then actually, when uh, Mortal Kombat 11 went on to Games Pass, I started playing that, doing the story mode. I just like playing the story mode in them, which I suppose this rings true, as if you get a good story mode in these games, then it, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's what I was trying to basically you feel like there's a point yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like yeah. it feel i mean a good story mode can actually make you invested into a genre that you'd normally don't care about like for example you were on team screw red dead with me for well over a year oh god yeah until you actually played this <laughs> then the story pulled you in and you were like actually you know what i can do i can deal with cowboys uh so i guess that's just a a sort of um yeah What's the well, word? I, I tried testament. to play Red Dead 1 and gave up after four hours. Yeah, it's, it's a testament. I, I never played Red 1. Yeah. It's, um, I, I, I got into Red 2 purely because of the hype. It's purely because of the hype that got me. I'd never played Red 1 at all. Okay. And what an experience that game was, though. What an experience yeah. that played game it. was. Screw Cowboys. Um, but, you know, <laughs> now that I think about this, like, this sort of 
concept that we've just raised here. Think about walking simulators, as they call them, or even like modern day horror games where you don't you don't really do anything. Like you just you mostly yeah, just passive games walk yeah. from A to B and maybe open some doors, right? Like it's hardly a video game in the traditional sense, but the, the strength of the story often for me makes those kinds of games way more compelling than the new Mario. So, uh, or what you mean something along the lines of Stalker, Shadow of Chernobyl, if you played that, something like that? Yeah, that's also you a, know long I mean, long a, periods of downtime. Yeah, and it's a really clunky game, but the story is really cool. Mm. And that's what that's yeah. what pulled me into Subnautica actually, because I don't like survival games. Um, I just wanted to have a look at it because it was beautiful and it was on Games Pass. Hey, 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 and. I'd never been so scared in my entire life. And then the the story was actually really, really good. And I, I wanted to keep playing. And I was just like, I, I said when I came onto the podcast that a survival game has absolutely no right to have a story this good. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> but I, I guess, yeah, if someone, it's gotten to the point where if someone really recommends the story for me, I'll check out the game, even if I'm not a fan of the genre. And I think I think more people should definitely uh, be like that. I've... I, I- as I've got older, that's definitely been something I've taken more interest in. Uh, I, I want to be entertained by a story rather than just flashy lights and action now, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's why I think Sony have done so well, the single player games. True, true. Uh, but there's, there's a time and place for flashy no. flashy lights and action. I buy every is. Nintendo yeah, game that comes out, for example. And Nintendo aren't exactly big on their, their uh, you know, character-driven uh, <laughs> stories. <laughs> Do a like, barrel roll. <laughs> think about Hellblade last year. We, we all loved... Hellblade. Ah, oh, such a good you game. You know what I mean? Like, played that in, in the narrative base? Uh, no, that was actually the first no, thing I installed stop. off Game Pass. It's it's, it's already on good. there. It's already Play on that. there. I just haven't yet done Headphones, it. Headphones, dark room. And get immersed. Play. Yeah. It's good. Okay. 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 It's fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. Easily one of my favorites from last year. Easily. So so that's the, let, let me get this right. That's the one with the Celt girl with the war paint on her face and the third person angle, yeah? Correct. She, okay. but also it, it so my, my ex girlfriend was a um, she was a mental health nurse, okay, right, and she's not a gamer, and I introduced her to Hellblade, and she went the lengths that they've went to show what mental illness feels like almost is very well done in this game. Yeah, well, and she couldn't put it down. Well, obviously, I had to do the combat and some of the puzzles, but the the there's voices that play, and that's why you have to wear headphones. Okay, yeah, okay. The voices it's, are crazy. It's, it's an immersion game, yeah. right? And yeah. Like, there's or, some scenes, actually. I was, uh, my, my girlfriend was sitting next to me while I was playing it, and there's she gets bad migraines, and there's some scenes in the game, and she's like, this is what a migraine looks like. Like, 100%, this is what a migraine looks like. And I don't get migraines, so I don't know. But I was like, oh, okay. But, I mean, they had, uh, if you don't know, they had a team of uh, actual, like, mental health professionals and also they got people who suffer from real psychoses in and consulted with them to make it as accurate as possible and then they donated a ton of the money they made to uh, a bunch of mental health research uh like institutes and they're also um they're also like and they've been endorsed by a, a uk mental health institute whose name i I mentioned a few episodes back and now it escapes yeah. me. But anyway, it's like, it's legit. So if you're even, you know, remotely curious about what it's like to suffer from psychosis, this game is a, a pretty good way to take a look. Yeah. And it's the one thing beautiful. always rings true for me is when, oh, it's beautiful. But the one thing always rings true is you can listen to the voice. You can choose to listen to the voices in your head, which do feel like voices in your head, the way the audio is presented. Um, or ignore them. And one time I chose to follow the voices in my head and it took me down the totally wrong path and then started laughing at me. And okay. then immediately as soon as I'd done that, I was like, the week before on the podcast, Reese told me exactly the same thing. So we, I, I've fallen down the same trap that what he has. Yeah. That's they, curious, isn't it? Yeah, they, they've mm, done uh, it really well. The, the voices in your head lie, uh, but they, they also don't. They are, And they argue with each other. Uh, so you never know what to believe. And for example, the, the view is really close behind you, like even closer than God of War. And so you okay. can't see what's behind you. But the voices in your head are <clears throat> sometimes a 
an indication. They'll say like, behind you. And then you sort of like turn around and there's someone there. But they'll do that when there's no one there just to screw with you and then laugh if you turned around or and they'll call you stupid or or whatever. Like they oh. they they really mess with you. It's it's really well done. There's they, they lie. Don't don't believe the voices. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me, Shenyo. <laughs> don't do that. But yeah. <laughs> this all could have been avoided. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, we've been chatting for quite a while. This is a podcast for the subreddit. So let's move on and find out what has been happening in the subreddit this week. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. This week in the subreddit. So, Reese, I believe you've got the first story for us. So, and that's a bit of a big one. Let us know what it is. Yeah, essentially, uh, we need help, guys. <laughs> we are uh, currently hiring some moderators. Um, we are looking for about four to six of you and... It would be really good if anybody out there listening would love to dedicate their free time to being called a Nazi and a communist and a shill and you know, basically having everything that is bad said about you and to you possible on a daily basis. Uh, if anyone really thinks that would that sounds like fun, uh, please do step forward and put your name in the hat because uh, at the end of this week, yeah. I am going to be going through all of the applications um it's uh we, we we would love a few of you guys to to join in and and help us out yeah so the the the, pe- the post is actually pinned at the top of the subreddit so if you go to reddit.com slash r slash xbox one you can click find out all the information uh, about becoming a moderator and possibly enter the most thankless task you will ever do in your life. Exactly. I did my best to make it sound, <laughs> to sound, uh, I, I gave it my best sales pitch. So uh, go in there and read the OP and yeah. uh, hopefully you, <laughs> I can convince a few of you to make a terrible mistake. I mean, I really like do something. Please, please notice I have personally not applied and never will. Yeah, no. But, um... <laughs> hey Russ, what a mod. <laughs> joke, no, yeah. no, no. I'm a funny please guy. No. <laughs> anyway, first story, it is a bit of a big one, and it literally dropped the day we released last week's episode. It comes from the Iceman2288, and Bungie is to break free from Activision and assume full publishing control of Destiny. Guys, this is a huge story. We've all been through breakups in our life but none quite as big as the two that Bungie have been not through. Not quite as expensive. Reece- <laughs> no, not as well. I don't know. You've not met. You've not met my wife. Um, no. <laughs> but no, like, in all honesty, like, did you expect this? Is this a shock to you, Reese? Like, what? What do you think? Absolute shock. Uh, mostly because Activision agreed to it. Um, why it was wasn't the money? Yeah, it has to be because of the the loss of money. Because there's there's never been a company that's gotten away from Activision ever. Um, it's like you, it's like EA. Once they buy you, you work with them until they die. But then again, Activision didn't buy them; they just signed a ten year deal. So I assume that they uh, they signed a whole bunch of secret paperwork behind the scenes. Uh, exchange quite a bit of farewell money and we'll be off on their merry way. I, I'm a little bit like I was throwing a little bit of shade when this happened because they, you know, they got into a deal with Microsoft and Microsoft was like, you make Halo now. And they were like, we're bored of making Halo. We don't want to make Halo anymore. Microsoft was like, that's nice. So they, <laughs> they bought themselves free from Microsoft Uh and then they immediately partnered with Activision, and I was like, "Okay." And now they've Activision's like, "You make Destiny now," and Bungie's like, "We're kind of bored of Destiny," and Activision's like, "That's nice." And so now they've bought themselves free from Activision, and I'm I'm eagerly awaiting for them to sell themselves to EA. Third <laughs> <laughs> um, time's the charm, right, boys? <laughs> I, I, I don't. I just. 
it's a the mid cycle through what you would say a game. Now we all know Activision love their their game cycles. Okay, so maybe Bungie's model what they want for Destiny is not what Activision want, and that's why this has happened. Mm-hmm. But also, can Bungie afford the marketing campaign? No, that Activision gave them. Of course not. Like hundreds of millions. This is. This is a huge, huge risk for Bungie. A huge risk. Destiny, by all accounts and purposes, or Destiny 2, has got itself into a good place with a decent, loyal fan base who love and defend the game. And I personally think this is a huge risk. The only way I can see this working is they release another Destiny game and it's World of Warcraft model. Yeah, I mean, if they or or like maybe they've seen that Warframe can work, for example. Like Bungie's pretty big; they have a really big name, though. So they're kind of in a unique position. I mean, like I said, like like you said, sorry, they they definitely can't afford Activision. By the way, we shouldn't just call them Activision because I've noticed a lot of people being like, "Oh, I wish Bungie could buy themselves free." Yet, yeah, no, the full name of the company is Activision Blizzard. Yes. Blizzard is not owned by Activision. Blizzard is Activision. Get it right. Um, but anyway, so Activision Blizzard spends like $500 million a year on just Call of Duty advertising. Who knows what they spent on Destiny 1 and 2. But I mean, you know, those live action with high quality CG advertisements with, uh, with like, I think they had, what was the music they had? Uh, was it, was it Led Zeppelin? Dun, 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 dun. No, was it not? No, that was Battlefield. No, no, that had, um, had Led Zeppelin. <laughs> did it have, oh, did that have Led Zeppelin? Yeah. And yeah. The, um, so, like, that's not, that, that one ad on its own, it's like, whoo boy. But, but at the same time, you know, Bungie have really cemented themselves as a developer that almost everybody knows and trusts. So if they go, like, whatever they release, people will buy. Uh, they might not have the the reach to the quote-unquote normies that a $500 million ad campaign will get you. But I definitely think that they they could at least sustain themselves. Because, you know, the example I used was, yeah. was Warframe, and they've been free to play for forever, and they're doing okay. Um, but you'd argue that Destiny 2 is a bigger name than Warframe. Absolutely. So that, that's what I mean. Like, so I could even tell you who developed Warframe. Who's that? I couldn't tell you that's my oh, point. Oh, you couldn't? Yeah, me either, actually. Yeah, um, yeah. Gonna, like, I, I, don't, I don't know who does that. Who, do, who does yeah, that? I'm going to Google that right now. Yeah. Um, and the the funny thing about this Digital for me extremes. is... I still couldn't tell you anything about them. Mm, and they're from Canada. The funny thing about this... Oh, mm. I'm even more surprised at that for the violence. In <laughs> um, I'm sure there's a the... dedicated sorry button somewhere. <laughs> Um, it's it's a funny one for me. Like supposedly, Bungie staff were cheering when the CEO announced that they'd broken free. Now I don't know if you remember, but when Destiny's beta arrived and everyone loved Destiny's the original Destiny beta, they said it was going to be a ten-year model with expansions lasting for ten years, and then it never worked out that way. Mm-mm. And and this is the thing I've mentioned earlier. The only thing that I can think of is they have the engine, they have the gameplay, they have the fans. They're just going to make it as a, a game by service. We're going to release add-on packs. We're going to keep on adding to the game over a long period of time and giving people lots and lots of content. And maybe that's what Bungie want to do. And with that, they can probably be very successful because the reputation is there now. Yeah, and you know, and the of... the faith in the destiny as a franchise is probably still yeah. there after Forsaken. Because Forsaken customers. is very good. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I think they will release another game. I don't think they'll just say Destiny Two is now going to last eight years. I think they'll they'll need to sort of look back at it and, and start some other development. But it's so so risky. Are Destiny going to end up as the Fallen, or will they end up with a halo above their head? <laughs> Time will tell. I see what you did there. The the, the big, oh, the big takeaway is the fact that they paid for their IP. 
Like yeah. they could have probably gotten a much better deal if they just left without the IP like they did from Microsoft. So it's clear that they are invested in Destiny because that would not have been cheap. No, that wouldn't have been but cheap. Fan, you haven't said a word about this. Do you do you actually uh care about like uh developer publisher bitch fights? Like wh- what is your opinion on that sort of thing? I think that the show of faith in Destiny is important, the fact that they left and retained the IP. But as as Podfather says, I think the faith in the in the game itself is is there. I don't I'm not entirely sure that particularly a, a more casual gamer even sees a publisher uh, or developer relationship at all. No. I think they literally just look at the game and go, well, that's a good game. I like it. I'll play it. They shouldn't. I don't. I don't if if a, the I, average I guy knows that there's a, a, a bad relationship between a developer and a publisher, it means that the publisher is doing the, a bad job, basically. I, I see that. But for example, let's take... Um, Take the Call of Duty thing. It's released by the two different developers, and it leaped from three, three, three now. Yeah. Is it three? Yeah. And my apologies, I'm I'm rusty on it, but <laughs> people trust have faith in that. And I think Destiny has a massive background in people that make YouTube content about the lore, about the history, about the stories. You know, it has all this this massive, rich background to it that should make it, as you said, fully sustainable. You. I don't see how you could release it with a Warframe free-to-play model as that's based on almost microtransaction. I don't know if that would fit into Destiny, per se. No, because it's triple A. Wait, I yeah. think when you release something as triple A, then can't fall back yeah. into something which is not. I, I, yeah, that's how... That. Yeah, yeah. so I, I don't see them sustaining it that way. So, But uh, on the same tangent, um, Warframe has a lot of good open-world content that maybe Destiny could work something around for for a future plan. But, you know, like you said, it's not a cheap deal at all. And they've clawed it back with Forsaken because Destiny 2 had a rocky launch. I mean, Forsaken brought me back to it. I I have it. I actually bought it uh, on the PlayStation in its original format. And then I got it when it was released with the free setup on the Battle.net yeah. launcher. Uh, yeah. And then and then that, I went on from there to buy Forsaken and push through that way. So if that's attracted me as fundamentally a non-Destiny player, now... Again, I might have been caught up in the hype of that massive advertising bill you said, uh, but that's not normally my way. Uh, but I don't think it's going to affect the game. I think they're just going to do what they were going to do anyway. They just need something to fall back on while they find their feet as an individual if they don't go on to sell out to you know EA or someone like that. Yeah. Well, see the EA. That's Aye. a joke. That's not <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah, because well, well the whole time I've well, been doing this and, and on Twitter, Twitter awake. Or they're going to re-sign to Microsoft. Or they're going to sign up with EA. If That's they, nonsense. But EA they need someone with have money. Anthem. EA have Anthem. Yeah. Why that would is, they? That's true. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. That, yeah, they that's a Destiny beta. But, I mean, supposedly. the thing is, yeah. Bungie's obviously got money. Destiny is a, con- a constant revenue source and has been for a decade almost. I think it's like they made it to nine mm-hmm. years. So they almost got the 10-year plan out the way. So, Is it nine yep. years? No, it's not, because it came out on Xbox One, Wait, Xbox yeah. One's less than but six. What am I thinking? Nine years? It's six years. Six years, yeah. Why did I say nine? Six is a nine upside down. <clears throat> Dyslexia today. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, but, like, I've completely forgotten what I was trying to say now, because I just embarrassed myself. <laughs> the, the, well, more, yeah. more to the point, where where do they go? Where, you know, what... I, I see the split, fine. So they lose all that advertising money. They already have the established IP. But I don't, I don't see where they go with it or, or what the future directly goes. with a console maker. They go to Microsoft, they go to Sony and see we're making a 10-year game that's going to bring you revenue over 10 years and we're going to sign a 10-year marketing deal with you. So every E3, or well, if it's Microsoft E3, um, every games conference, everything else, you can say this is coming to this console first. Yeah. Uh, okay. They could just self-publish. It's really easy now. Both, especially yeah, with digital publishing. I don't even mean publishing. I just mean oh, the, the marketing. marketing. Yeah, well, I mean... Yeah, like, you know, you, you can make so much off of... Microsoft and Sony will pay so much money just to say that you'll get this a month but, early. But do they need it? That that was the, that was what I was trying to say. Do they do they even yeah. need the backing anymore? Not, you know, they're established and they have this stuff. I, I don't think so. I mean, you know. for example, you know, World of Warcraft, it's... It's obviously it's published by Activision, but they don't really advertise. 
but not, it, it just exists, not, right? It just League exists. of Legends, you know, it just exists and people play and it word of mouth. And I mean, Destiny has the huge fan base that it's accumulated over the last <laughs> six years. Uh, and it's got <laughs> a huge uh, social media presence, like like you mentioned, with the people on YouTube who create content and mm. dozens and dozens of dedicated streamers, and you know uh, one of the biggest gaming subreddits there is, for example. Um, and so it's got this huge community that's really dedicated, and uh, I think that it has enough pedigree, enough legacy, enough word of mouth power to to not need that kind of money. I mean, if you think about CD Projekt Red, they are self-published. They do not have a publisher. And they make tons and tons of money and get tons of, uh, word, of like, word of mouth through the good faith that they have with their audience. And I think that Bungie has enough of that goodwill that they probably don't need to spend a ton of money on advertising. And as, as you know, Ross mentioned also Microsoft and Sony will pay gangbusters for any piece of exclusive Bungie content. And e even when you sign up as an independent developer, uh, if you sign like the ID at Xbox program, uh, micro that includes like some free advertising from Microsoft. They'll, they'll distribute your game. They'll tell people about it. Um, so I don't, I don't think it'll be a problem for them. Obviously it's not going to be, $500 million every year budget, but I don't think they need it anymore. I think they will probably downsize because like, you know, when you, when you're part of Activision, you're beholden to shareholders and every year there must be growth. But if, if you're just an independent developer, then you don't need to have never ending growth. You can downsize and, you know, be happy with your smaller, but more dedicated audience and, and make it more of a passion project. I don't know why, but I always feel as if Destiny is a PC game that ended up on console. I feel the other way. I, I feel I the other way. It's For, yeah, very console. Yeah, I, I, I feel the other... Destiny was the first actual shooter I played on a console um, yeah. with, with the PS4. And it was the first... I, I've obviously played it both sides of the coin. It still feels better on a console. Uh, the only other game that I've known that felt that way is, uh, Black is Black Ops. Ops. Yeah, is yeah. Black Ops. They, they feel like yeah. they're built for it, but, um, I mean, uh, to, to twist back real quick, maybe, uh, it's some sort of, right. Destiny 2 had a rocky start. Maybe this is a way of Bungie saying, you know, we want to take back the reins and push our own direction and not just make it a saleable product. We want to make, you know, this, this deeper law driven content. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they can, you know, they can focus on what they want now. Like I said, make it more of a, a passion project, uh, because yeah. they're not beholden to the shareholders who, who exist to, to quote Jim Sterling, they don't exist to make a lot of money. Uh, they don't exist to make heaps of money. They exist to make all of the money. <laughs> 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 Every last cent. <laughs> so, so yeah, hopefully Bungie now, I mean, I understand why they were cheering because it's, you know they have control of their baby now. No, yeah, no it's one almost freedom, isn't it? It's it's really it's, it's almost it's, it's almost creative freedom for no, them, which must is. be amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's almost like cheating your no job security. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> but, well, I, I mentioned City Project Red. No, they're, I mean, they've got gold yeah, though. They exactly, and Valve are also technically independent yeah. developers. Um, there's tons of really big ones that that do really well. Uh, Riot who make League of Legends, because that was a good example. It just exists, but it makes tons of money. Uh, where, where was it the does. last time you saw a billboard or an ad on primetime TV with Led Zeppelin for League of Legends? That's true. But they almost got that cult following, didn't they? Yeah, they and that, did. I mean, you guys, you know, you guys have recommended Hellblade to me now. That's, you know, if that wasn't on Game Pass like it is, that, that would probably still be a sale of that game. Word of mouth means something. Absolutely. And trust, you know, faith, faith in a game. Faith in a game means everything to me. Or, on that yeah. note, if you get a chance, then pick up a game called Raging Justice. It's don't. Amazing. Um, don't don't do it. It's a trap. <laughs> so anyway, in 2020, expect Bungie Net to launch. Oh no! Shit. Wow, Epic, what are you doing? Actually, Epic. Right. I got to say, just real quick, the Epic stores actually have been pretty good. They're they're not they're Shut not half your mouth. They're not half assing their attempt. <laughs> like Origin was just sort of like eh, eh, eh. but 
the EA store seems like a real, like the Epic store seems like a real competitor. Like they're really coming in swinging, they're, giving they're away hard. free they're games all hard. the time. They need to work on the UI though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like they, they seem like they're honestly making a hard go of it. And this is only good. Yeah, for, they're making a push. Uh, only good for consumers. It just means that PC games will get cheaper. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I now need four thousand programs, and I need to remember which ones installed where. Well, see, that's and, oh that's the days. beauty. That, that, this of is the a point Xbox. we are. I'm an Xbox. Yeah, you just, <laughs> in the disc it Put goes, it and boom. Or you don't even need a disc; just get the code and and download. And and done. Yeah, that, this is a point where I like to remind myself that I uh, reviewed Fortnite, um, and before when it was just Save the World, I gave it a four out of ten. Oh dear. It, Fortnite was awful. It was, <laughs> honestly, Fortnite was a complete and total failure. And it wasn't until they thought, maybe we we can save the game by sort of by, 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 save the world. By, by copying Battle Royale. <laughs> by PUBG's PUBG. assets. Yeah, they just, which is it so happens to be on our platform with all the yeah, assets. They and, were just like... Uh, of course, that was a legal case, so nothing no, was ever proved. I would say it was more know. of a, a deliberate homage because it was just sort of a joke mode that they threw in. Uh, and, and yeah. I, I don't think they expected it either. No, no. I don't indeed. think anybody expected Battle Royale to do what it did. Absolutely not. Um, but anyway, anyway. Anyway. There is one story this week which is pretty. Oh, epic, you're going to talk about this, you. are we? I, we're going to talk about this. This gonna also comes from the Iceman 2288. He's on fire. Who has oh, wait, basically on fire. He's, on fire. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, ice. he's keeping it cool. He's as cold as ice. Oh, my. <laughs> he's, willing sac- <laughs> he's, he's willing to sacrifice his time on Reddit. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and got Reddit gold for this as well, just to point out. Um, but anyway, full cross-platform play is now live. And Rocket League. Oh, this is it's wonderful. This is so good because it's like because we can mention Epic here, not just because uh, Rocket League is actually built on the Unreal Engine, but because you know Epic has pushed so hard for full cross for like full cross platform play. I think the two people, the two companies who have pushed the hardest have been Sionix with Rocket League. Yeah. And, and Epic with Fortnite. I mean, you remember when Epic, uh, quote unquote, accidentally turned on full yes. cross-form play for a week and we're like, whoops, <laughs> and they switched it on. Oh dear. It's going to take us a while to yeah. turn this off. We don't know how uh, we've done this. Frankie the intern <laughs> slipped up and hit the switch. You know, it can happen to the best of us. But yeah, so I think that this is great because not only is, you know, Rocket League awesome and you can play it now on everything. Like I can... I can lose to Ross at Rocket League while he's on his Xbox and I'm on a train somewhere with my Switch. It's amazing. Uh, but uh, it's like the, the sign of the future. Like full yes. cross-platform yeah, play so. needs to be a thing. And if not full cross-platform, full cross-platform play, at least full cross-platform saves. Like I have... Wow. I want yeah. that. And I've talked about this with some of the guys yeah. i work with for example monster hunter and destiny uh one of my workmates bought destiny on pc and would love to play it with me on xbox but he'd have to he would even buy the game a second time but he doesn't want to start over again he was a, a ps4 player for monster hunter would love to play monster hunter with me on the xbox but he has to start again, even though he's like he's willing to buy the game a second time. But your saves don't carry over, and they should. And I think that is something that definitely needs to happen sooner rather than later. Because well, it always happens in mobile. Okay, so let's get the history of Rocket League, okay? So Rocket League, of course, uh, was it Super Battle? No, no, I was just about to Google that. Yeah. Um, PC game which then became Rocket League, which was then a PS Plus okay, okay, game. Okay. It's Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Powered Battle Cars 2. By the way, oh, by the way, enter the Konami code at the main screen. The music oh, yeah. will change to the theme song. Of and Lara, no, Lara Croft gets her boobs yeah, out. What? Who? No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, seriously, the, the, the title will change to Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Powered Battle Cars 2. 
and the music will change yep. this little thing there you, you guys do know the konami code right we're not we're not all so old up up down down left right left right ba select start no just just ba um, start Oh, is it just BA start? Oh, I got that wrong. Um, no, but look, okay, as a person who has put, what, nearly 2,000 dollars into Rocket League... You're um, laughing at my 300. <laughs> um, like, the fact, the first thing I did, okay, I've, I've been in a Facebook group, right? Um, and my first ever podcasting started in a, a Facebook group that was set up for fans of the IGN UK podcast. They're known as the Duck Hunters. And I don't really post there much anymore or, or anything else. The first thing I did as soon as this was announced was as soon as this happens, we are having a, a console war battle on Rocket League. And I've got 64 people so far signed up. Yeah, it's going to be amazing for things like that. For social yeah. gaming, it's going to be huge. Yeah. Just you know, because so, of the know, game the game as much as the, the cross-play, you know. If you know you're against a PS4 player and you're on Xbox, you're going to push that little bit harder in defense of your <laughs> box under your TV because you don't want to lose. You cannot lose you know? to the and ponies, man. Those, those scrubs <laughs> cannot be allowed victory. <laughs> and let's face it, if the master race come, whoa, you're definitely pushing hard then. But no, like, this for me, as you said, is, is gaming perfection. I want to be able to play with anyone I want at any time. And this, these are making huge waves, huge, huge waves, and is moving more towards the Games Pass model as games as a service. You know, like Rocket League, when I was given the timeline there, it was a, a PS Plus game, which gave it huge popularity, huge worldwide popularity. It's a free game, which people absolutely loved. It's huge on Steam, of course, the, the online, or the, the competitive stuff which has been going on has made it even bigger. Um, and we had them on as a guest in, what, episode four of this yeah, podcast? Yeah, like that. And we did a really big you know giveaway I mean? with them and like a big overhaul subreddit and stuff at the time. And weirdly, I, I remember asking them at the time, oh, can you put our flag in the game? Not, yeah, no problem. Still not there. Still not there. <laughs> oh, I'm getting them on the phone. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, that this is a games as a service thing is is what I want, and as you said, the the cross platform. I want to take all the stuff that I've bought with my keys, or I've unlocked through the battle pass thing that they've got, or the the battle pass equivalent that they've got, and I want to go on a switch, and I want to sit in a train, and I want to still have all my items and still play. I think and that's that the, big, be the biggest point of it. Yeah, is that if I like. Take example Siege, I bought that twice. I have all the operators unlocked on my PC. I have nothing on the Xbox. If if you could make that a thing, you know, where where that happens, people are gonna have the best time with that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's gonna it, Why it would you not buy it in a second console? If you have to buy the game in a second console, but you know you have your stuff. Then you you're more but likely then again, to do if it, it. Yeah. But then again, if it's cross play. Well, that's even better. If, I, I don't mind buying a physical copy of something twice or a download code of something twice as yeah, long as my progress is, is still there. Yeah. But if you if you could unlock all your items and you had it on PC and it's fully cross-play, why would you then buy it on Xbox? Well, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Well, makes you, sense that way. It. But it's more, it's more the... <laughs> I, well, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the Switch is an evil console that no one likes. Wow. But, um, Fastest-selling console in US history. Ah, no one cares. 20 million. None of us live in the US. On track to be the best-selling console of all time. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) It is clever. But, uh, you know, like, can I just point out I have a switch in the other room that I'm sitting in? (laughs) (laughs) This is all a bit of a joke. I think the switch is a great console and I play Rocket League on it a little bit. But I do want, you know, this, this tournament that I'm having out of these Duck Hunters, that are going to be playing, you know, the best. So basically it's like, you know, four rounds of Switch, four rounds of PC, four rounds of uh, PlayStation, four rounds of Xbox, and then the best of each will go into semifinals. I'm like, there's maybe two, three, four thousand people in that group, and I imagine half of that group will probably tune in for the final. You know? Yeah, that's great. Just because, and they'll be rooting for whatever console is their platform of choice. And you take that to a larger scale, you take that to FIFA, 
You take that to Overwatch. You take that to the big triple A game. That would get nasty in Call of Duty. You imagine nasty. Oh, it'd be horrible. You know, but you know, you you Xbox has the reputation of having the better players. That's that. No, no. I mean, like that is a known. It's because a better controller. That is a known thing. That that Xbox's players are quote unquote tryhards, and PS4 owners are you know noobs and scrubs. That is that is a known master race is just sat over. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's this is console (laughs) on PC. It's like yeah, okay, we can't even compete. (laughs) But so. You know, I, I bet there'd be tons of PlayStation gamers who are pretty good, who are more than willing to prove that's not Take true. Shot. And of course, there'll be Xbox gamers who have to defend the crowd, so to speak. So I think that would actually be really fun. And I think that's that's a productive and fun use of console wars. I think like arguing over which bit of plastic is the best is toxic as hell. But like that is sort of like good natured sportsmanship almost. Yeah. Yeah, the, the best gamer. I, the, the potential is unlimited. I can't wait. The potential is absolutely unlimited. Uh, but, but look, we've we've run massively yeah. over, massively over. Okay, so I just want to say thank you, first of all, Reese, um, for joining us. You're not going to be on the next two episodes. No, sadly, I will be in so, London though uh, next week oh. at PGC. So if anyone's there and wants to swap a prodigious round of high fives, hit me up on Twitter. Is that a conference for people for fans of Project Gotham Racing? Yes. That is exactly what it is. Perfect. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. So if you're a fan of Project Gotham Racing, then look that up. <laughs> I'm sure that exists. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Pocket Gamer. Pocket Gamer. Yeah. Pocket Gamer. Um, now, lastly, Finristics, thank you so much for joining yes. us and giving your insight about what it's been uh, to be a new Xbox gamer. Uh, we'll definitely hope to have you back on soon because it's been enlightening. Even though you're a big ginger twat that threw him at a nightclub. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, he's a ginger. This changes everything. Oh, oh, it changes everything. He's, he's, he's also part Scottish as well. I that's the point. Right. He's just losing more and more clout. Ticking all the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> but Finristics, there is a thing that very few people get to say. Karina's okay. going to hate you for this. Yeah, she's going to absolutely detest me. That's the sole reason why ah, I'm doing it. Ah, very good. Well, take it away. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy. So, so, for another week, Xbox off. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. The official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. Let's do this.